Let me introduce you to this episode's sponsor. It's 97th Floor, an award-winning Moz-recommended digital marketing agency located in Lehigh, Utah, and Orange County, California. They're known for driving bottom-line value results for clients like Pluralsight, Dell, and Salesforce. Visit 97thfloor.com to learn more. Hello and welcome to another episode of Below the Fold. I'm Jacob Perry, and today I'm joined by Brandon Hassler. What's up, my man? Oh, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. I know. Uh, well, I'm doing well. Okay. Glad to be back. I know. It's been a couple weeks. We've been gone for two weeks. Two weeks? Just one, right? Well, an episode won't have aired for two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's been two weeks since since the listeners have heard yes, your voice. Yes, that's true. That's true. Uh, quick update. How's your new daughter? Oh, boy. Keeping me up. Two kids. I don't know how people do it. All right. So how many yawns should we expect in this episode? Uh, well, there's one. <laughs> That's even a yawn. Yeah. Hopefully none. That was a Because sigh. we have some exciting, adrenaline rushing stuff to talk about today. Sweet. How That was like the best transition I've ever heard. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've got a couple of updates, uh, current events, what's hot. That we'll get into, and then we'll get, and then we'll get into the main topic. So, All right, yeah. so Brandon, first thing on the docket, Facebook has a new update. Kind of. So Facebook uh, kind of has a new update. Kind of. That makes it sound not as interesting <laughs> to listen to. So earlier this year, Facebook had confirmed that it was trialing, testing a Reddit-style upvote, downvote button for public posts. So I don't think it'll happen on your personal profile. Uh, with like that's only across like your, your friends. friends won't be able to but downvote your stuff from whatever it's just public so i'm not sure if that means like pages only or if like you have a it's on your personal account but you make it viewable by the public i think some people need a little more public shaming yes well that's what facebook doesn't want to happen so um this paragraph i think sums it up pretty well uh and this is on uh, the nextweb.com it says uh with its downvote but with its downvote down button, with its downvote button, Facebook is putting a lot of faith into its users. It wants people to use, it wants people to use it to flag what Facebook calls quote bad comments, which it defines as having bad intentions or is disrespectful. It's making great pains to emphasize that this is not a dislike button. That said. It will almost certainly be used that way. So yeah. it's not meant to say it, like. So they, they they have the like button, which is the thumbs up. Yep. And they're going to add literally like the opposite, where the thumb is pointing down. I don't know because that would be a dislike button, but they're okay. saying it's okay. not a dislike button. So I don't know if they're actually going to be using like upvote, downvote areas. So we don't know what icon they're using to. And if it's only going to be in the this. comments, a comment section. But that's what they're trying. The the, the the goal they're they're testing this out looks like. In Australia, New Zealand. Why don't we ever get? Te- why? Why, why, why are we ever baited? The U.S. That's too big. You got to test. Australia is not big. Australia's huge. It's huge, but it's not like the U.S. That's true. In terms of users. What, what do you think the population of Australia is? The whole country. Well, the continent, but country. Sure, I don't know. It's probably both, right? Um, let's say. Let's see. The U.S. is like three hundred million. I'm gonna guess Australia is. Oh man. I'm going to guess 10 million. 10 million? You think that's low? Yeah, that seems really low. I feel like it's just a lot of just open land. Do you think that Canada or New Zealand have has more people? Or sorry, or Australia? 
I'm going to say New Zealand. New Zealand has more. So you think there are less than 10 million people in Canada? Oh, wait, Canada? Yeah, Canada. Wait, I thought you said New Zealand and Australia. No, I said Canada and New Zealand, oh. but then I switched New Zealand to Canada. I'm oh, sorry. Can- <laughs> I, think, I switched New Zealand to Australia. I think Canada has a much bigger population. Much bigger. Yeah. Okay, then, so you think 10 million. I have it up in here. My first thought in my head was 14 million. That's not much For of Australia? Yeah. Australia, 14 million. Yep. Okay, and Canada? Canada, I'm going to say uh, 90 million. 90 million. So the U.S. has over 300 million. Canada has 90 million. And Australia has 14 million. 10 to 14. <laughs> uh, sorry for getting off topic here, but this is too much fun. Do you have the results? I do. Australia has a population of 24 million. All right. That's almost twice as much as what you thought. Touche. Still small. Australia has 36 million. Uh, sorry. Canada has 36 million. Now that surprises me. That surprises you? That's basically uh, the state of California. I think California has more than that. Doesn't California have California, like 90 last million? last I checked was like 37 million, which is a lot of people. For California has 39 million. They've moved up. California has, there are more people in California than there are in the entire country of Canada. That's it's crazy. no wonder they never tr- attack us. <laughs> Those Californians. Well, I meant the Canada, Canadian, Canadians. Okay, wow. enough of that. Uh, enough of uh, that stuff. Okay, back to the show. By the way, I forgot to say, let's get started to get the the theme music going. So mm. I'll just start it right now. <laughs> yep okay uh so facebook when is this supposed to when is this supposed to they're just testing it right now so people have like seen it they're they're tweeting it like like pictures and stuff like that oh they're seeing it yeah so what's what what does the icon look like hold on let me switch i'm in the wrong view here because it's taking these tweets off you are leaving pocket okay here we go okay so it looks like Reddit, it, and it's on the uh, comments. So, so it's sections. just a it's just a triangle. It's uh, up up arrows and and down arrows, and I think what Facebook is trying to do is they're trying to like prioritize comments, prioritize like the good quality comments versus like oh that was crappy, worthless, low quality. Whatever. The problem dude. Is, well, is everyone's going to use it as that's I exactly disagree. right. Someone could write it's going to be a popularity contest. Yeah. You could write a well thought out comment, but if it's if it's not, contrary to what people believe themselves, they'll downvote. And that's what Facebook doesn't want. I don't care what they don't want. That's what's going to happen. If you don't want it to happen, you don't put up and down arrows. And your input is anonymous. So you're not going to be associated with that downvote, which encourages people to be honest. Like, no, that was a crap comment. I would never tell that tell that to your face. But since it's anonymous. Isn't that the whole problem with social media is the anonymity? Well, Facebook, it's hard to be anonymous. No, it's not. You that, That's Everything the whole point. You I can do Facebook, Facebook snoop. Yeah, you can go look at someone's profile. They never know it was, you were there. Yeah. Like LinkedIn. You people don't mouth. talk smack on LinkedIn. That's because it's LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> no one's sitting on their phone on LinkedIn at 2 in the morning bored looking to like watching fail videos and then leaving comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a pretty good point. All right. So, okay. So Facebook is in, in, introducing up and down votes. Testing. 
They're, it's an inter- they're intru- they're introducing it to Australia and New Zealand. I don't Zealand. think they'll actually roll out. To be honest, they can't mainstream. Yeah, they can. There's no way. If if there's whatever, whatever. I've already sh- I've already shared my opinion. <laughs> is there anything else on that? Uh, no. I just thought that was interesting. That is interesting. You know what else is interesting? Google I/O just happened. Oh, that was very interesting. How long ago did that happen? That was this week, right? It was this past week. Or if you're listening, it was last week. Yeah. So what day? Uh, May, I think, 8th. So two days ago was a Tuesday. So it was almost a week ago as you're listening. Unless you're listening on a Tuesday, then it was a week ago. Yes. If it's Wednesday, then it was over a week ago. Over a week. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So Google I.O., they introduced a couple new features to their software. Uh, That's what I.O. is, right? It's all software. They don't introduce new hardware, right? Yeah. I mean, Google's a software company primarily and i think this really primarily they sell hardware and that's why i say primarily okay so google io just happened what were what were the highlights what was your favorite what was your favorite thing ah man i think the i mean the most talked about thing that i would agree is is one of the most exciting things was what they call google duplex and that is uh the ability for your google assistant to start making phone calls uh to other businesses to schedule stuff for you so uh, booking a reservation at a restaurant. And, and the, the reason, the way they set this up is there's a lot of businesses who exist who, who are not online in terms of you know being able to book. And that may not be because they don't want people to do So like an open table? Yeah, that kind of stuff. And, and a lot of it's small business owners. They either don't, they're not aware of the technology. They don't want to deal with it. And Google, I think, realizes that the day is never going to come where every business is that you're able to book stuff online. You're always going to have that small business owner who's not quite there yet. So what if there was a way to accomplish that task without having the business owner needing to do anything? So that's where AI steps in. So, so, so implement, I, I didn't watch. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so by using this, do you just like, Hey, Google, make an appointment for me at fantastic Sam's on Friday between 10 and 12. And then, and then that's it. And that's you're it. Not, you're not monitoring the phone call. You can put your phone away in the background. It's making the call for you. And it'll say, Hey, I have a client who is looking to set up an appointment and it'll work to set that schedule. And then if they're able to set it, you'll just get a notification saying your appointment set for 1030 at this place. Or you can call um, and get business hours or stuff like that. I think that is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Do we have some audio to go with this? Yeah, let me pull some up here. Um, oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got audio. I thought I closed it out. Here we go. Let me show you. This is a sample Make sure your of, computer's unmuted. of someone uh, calling or, or setting up a uh, an appointment at a hair salon. And you tell me what you think about this if you haven't heard it already. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Okay, I am an idiot. That was not the hair salon one. <laughs> That's right. But uh, that was the one that they played after the hair salon because the hair salon went pretty well. It was pretty like a it was like an ideal conversation. Yeah, you think about it, and it's like it was short, and it was like like the uh, the Google assistant called and just said, "Hey, I'd like to make an appointment for my client between this time." And yep. the woman was like, "Oh, let me check." Oh yeah, it's available, and it just like worked out. Well, she did say, uh, "Well, we have something available at one fifteen, and that was not part of the the command was between ten and twelve. So then the assistant said. Well, do you have anything between 10 and 12? Well, it depends. What kind of service are you looking for? Just a woman's haircut. Okay, yeah, we can get you in at 1030. Perfect. Thank you. So there was a little bit of a disc. But there was no accent Yeah, this one was was like I had a hard – like I had the text to read in the screen. If I didn't have the text, I don't think I would have understood some of the stuff that – But I also don't think it was resolved. Like he didn't really make an appointment, did he? Well, she basically said, like, you don't need to. Like, on that night specifically, this isn't a weekend, and you only have four people. You can just come on in for four people. Okay. And so I was like, oh, okay, gotcha, thanks. I'd like to know what he does to your calendar if you're the one asking him to do that. It would, I don't know, yeah. It would be curious what the notification would be. Does it pop back and say no reservation needed for that night? Also, I'll, I'd, be, I'd be interested to know if Google Assistant records the conversation so that you can go back and listen to it later. That would be interesting. They'd, they'd have to, right? Because seems like you, you would want would the power to. to go back and make sure that your assist, your Google assistant wasn't. But then up. I don't know. Aren't there laws around recording conversations and that, that needs to be disclosed? No. Well, those laws do exist. It's on a state by state basis. But I think that restaurants are considered like public domain. So it, it it's not considered private, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, that's I true. I don't. I, yeah, I think you'd be okay recording uh, businesses like that. But yeah, that's uh, like crazy how realistic it sounds. I know that you've got the disfluencies, so they're saying um and mm-hmm. You know, their mm-hmm. their responses, and it's pretty fluid. Like I feel like their voices are better sounding than even you know the ones that are your current Google assistant has. Yep, Cortana, not Cortana. That's not Google. What's Google? It's just called assistant. Oh yeah, they don't have. It's, they're so lame. Why don't they name their... They have six new voices, one of them being John Legend. Is that true? Uh-huh. Like, he he did the recording? He did, recording? Like all the recordings. So you That's can have weird. John Legend as your actual assistant, which, if you're into that, I don't know. But, uh, the, so the one cool thing, and this really... The cool thing about that is you can be like, yeah, I'm buds with John Legend. I'll call him <laughs> up right now. Sure. Call him John. Um, the one thing that stood out, and this maybe just because... I've had experience with like, you know, restaurants and hours and just local business marketing. Um, you have, you have places where you, you want to go out to eat. It's getting close to closing time. And you're, you're, you hop onto Google to see what time that place closes. You might say, Oh, they close at 10 PM, but around certain holidays, that's a little blurry. You might, you don't know if they're, if they're even going to be special open. holiday hours, yeah, special holiday. And a lot of times they'll have, unless the business actually goes into their Google local page and verifies like yes, these are our hours. Um, usually, Google, which very few people do, compared to all the businesses out there, uh, Google will often have that disclaimer saying, "Oh, it's Memorial Day, so hours may you know are subject to change." So there's still that question mark. And one thing they said in this uh, keynote was that now that they have this, uh, this assistant can start calling restaurants and, and local businesses to confirm hours. So as Memorial Day is coming up. Uh, you shouldn't be surprised if you get a call from Google Assistant. You might not know it's Assistant. It's just be saying, hey, I'm just uh, wondering what your business hours are on Memorial Day. 
Oh, uh, we're open up at 8 a.m. We close at 9 p.m. that night. Okay, thank you very much. So it's and not then, it's not any one person asking. It's Google. Yeah, Google just takes the initiative it, yeah. to start calling these businesses, and now they're able to update that listing for millions of people. That's insane. Yeah, so they can just start calling businesses that haven't confirmed. Uh, they just think it's someone calling in, checking to see what the hours are. They tell them over the phone, yep, thanks, have a good day, hang up. Dude. And they like, didn't realize that they just confirmed it on Google. So Google's, again, taking the initiative to make the results more accurate, uh, which is pretty uh, cool stuff. They've always they've always done crowdsourcing. They've had people like all their captchas are always confirming address numbers. You know, mm-hmm. now now they they just have their own AI doing it for them. Yep. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, for the most part, this is obviously met with a lot of awe and wow and very positive reception. Like, wow, this is really cool. This is this we'll is see a, how it works. In this practice. is a great step for technology. However, there is pushback from people saying that Google has a moral. Like that they themselves would be very angry if they got off the phone and realized that they were talking to a robot, a robot and not a real person. And so that, that then that opens up the question, does Google have the moral responsibility to open the conversation saying, hello, to disclose. I, I am a Google assistant. Yes. Which this, think of how many people are then just going to hang up the phone knowing right away that it's a robot or you have a lot of people who are. Maybe the their, the conversation's just not going right. They're having a hard time, and they're being polite because they think it's a person, and they don't want to like offend them. And then you have this like yeah, a but, circle but, conversation. Well, at the same time, the the AI or the robot does represent a person, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone's calling to make an appointment, and they're like, "Hi, I'm a Google Assistant," they're not going to hang up because at the end of that conversation is an appointment. Yeah. So it's not like I mean, what are business owners going to say? Like, yeah, well, I want it disclosed. That's not going to change anything. I agree, but some people are complaining on. I wouldn't. I would Twitter care. and whatnot. I, I would. I would. I would be like, oh dang! I just got trizicked. Yeah, and my. Uh, I was talking to my brother about it, and uh, you know, you 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 heard how real the voice sounds. And there's yeah. male voices, female voices. Obviously, Google has years of, you know, all this data of, of listening to people speak and whatnot, so that they can make it very accurate. Uh, will they make it so that they? the voice is you and you're just calling as you, but it's a robot doing it. That would be interesting. And it's also interesting to see where that pushes technology. Like we have the capability where I could call someone as Jacob Perry. It's, it is your voice. Yeah. I'm saying things that you may not necessarily agree with or did not give me permission to do. Think, think of how the implications in like the court of law, like recording recordings will no longer be viable. Yep. We've already seen that with like video where uh, people can take President Obama's face and you start talking and it's like, well, there's video evidence of that person. I mean, it's still, you can kind of tell, but I don't think it's very long until you can have an indistinguishable video. Like, well, the video, did Donald the Trump video actually was, yeah. say that the video was pretty impressive. It was the voice that was, that was off. Yeah. Right? It was Which Peel. Think, what, what was his name? Yeah. That's the one I saw. Yeah. And there was another like detailed one they did like on the verge of stuff with the, with the actual guy that had developed it but it's still pretty expensive though to use yeah but yeah it, it just shows what we're capable of doing to where like every like now you'll like, we're gonna hit an area where we don't know what's doctored and what well photoshop real. yeah photo it's, i mean you could blackmail someone with stuff that never actually even happened but who's to say it didn't happen yeah like oh there's a picture of you uh going on a date with this woman i'm gonna show this to your wife unless you, unless you give me 
a thousand dollars. And it's like, well, I never actually went on a date. Well, it's not what the video shows. Not what your wife's going to think. <laughs> She's already a little suspicious anyway. She's already suspicious because you're taking time away on Thursdays for one hour to supposedly go record a, a podcast, a hit show podcast. <laughs> anyway, okay. I thought that was really uh, interesting. Android. Or sorry, look at my notes here. I got Android P on the mind. Android Android P. Android P is the new uh, OS that's coming out. Dude, you are just full of like the best transitions here, man. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Android? Well, I'm not P? ready to transition here. I think let's stay with uh, because the other thing that you brought up was Google Lens. Yes, and that was what what fascinated you about that, or at least maybe for those who missed it, give us your little take on what you have read or seen. So I, I don't know a ton. I know Google Lens is not, it's, it's, it's an updated version of existing technology, right? So like Amazon, if you've got the Amazon app, you can, you can open the Amazon app camera, hold it up to a specific item and take a picture, right? You can take yep. a picture of your computer and it will pull up all products that are, it'll match that to products that they sell. Mm-hmm. So if you like, you know, take a picture of, you know, your Recording device, my, <laughs> your my, microphone, your my Seven Eleven Big Gulp. Yeah, I, I I was looking at that. I was like, that probably won't work actually. But <laughs> it, you can take it a will picture on Google Lens. Yeah, you take. Yeah, that's true. You take a picture on Amazon, and it will pull up all the products associated with that item that you take a picture of. So that that part's not new technology. The the interesting thing about lens there there are three aspects. Let's see if I can remember them as I go through them. Three aspects that I think are new. One, the video is live. You don't have to take a picture anymore. You can just have your camera out and it's built into the software of the, the Google phone. So it's not like mm-hmm. a separate app. It's, it's right into the camera and you can just hover, you can just hold it and look at things through the camera and it, it'll recognize it live and it'll tag it with a little dot and you can push, you know, you can tap on the dot and it, it'll pull up that item uh, through a Google search, mm-hmm. which is like crazy. It's awesome. So that part's not, uh, the live part's new. You could, like, Google always had the option for you to take pictures and it would analyze it yep. through its image search and all that stuff. But now you can you can use live. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing is uh, they now incorporate uh, video, your camera, into your maps. Did you see that? Yep. So the example they used, which I thought was, was interesting, is you're walking down a, a street, you pull up your maps, and it's hard to orient yourself. You're like, I don't actually know which way I'm going. So you'll walk 10 or 20 feet until you see what direction the little dot on the screen is moving. And yep. then you're like, oh, okay, now you're oriented. Well, now half the screen is your camera. So you can hold your camera up and it will take the the landmarks in the video and automatically orient you to where you're at. So that was another yeah. part well, of and Google Well, and use augmented reality to actually right. paint the lines like yeah. in the screen. I think I saw one example where it was like, there was like a fox. Yep. You can something. have a little guide. So, yeah. so if you get directions, you just follow the little fox in your augmented reality and it'll show you where to go. Uh, and then the third thing, I don't remember. <laughs> I knew that would happen. One thing with maps that I saw a few weeks ago, and this should be like an all Google Maps I think already is uh, they're they're starting to use landmarks. So when you're, especially when I'm like in Salt Lake City, I'm not in Salt Lake City often. I don't really know the street super well. So it might say turn at uh, 7,000 North. I don't know which one is 7,000 North and you're going 55 miles an hour. So now it'll start using uh, landmarks. It'll say turn left at the Burger King and then you'll see the Burger King coming up and then it'll actually start 
so like see, that's cool they're, too. They're using stuff the, like see, that. This is I, I feel like the things that we've been talking about right now, I feel like should have already happened. Well, they're happening now. Right? <laughs> like they seem like obvious, but I mean really cool. I'm excited for it. I think landmarks is a really cool idea. Uh, uh but it, it does seem like I feel like we have the technology to where this could have happened already. Sure. I agree. It's just coming up with the ideas. Yeah. Well, with the maps, I don't know if you saw that with Google I.O., the, the new Your Maps feature where it's really customized to you. So you might ask your phone, uh, maybe you're, you're sick of eating at the same five places. And every now and then you probably have done it where you're just like, where should I eat? And then usually it will tell you the places that are close by. Yeah. And that's not necessarily like what you want to eat. That's just what's close by. And so now when you're looking at listings, like you could pull up a, a DP cheesesteaks or, or a subway or whatever, and it will actually give you a, a, a personal, a personalized score as to based off all your habits, what you like, uh, how much this place matches your interests or your tastes or whatnot. And you, and now like there's like a whole tab that'll be on there. So when you're looking at like, what should I eat? It's not necessarily what's close by it's okay. Based on the stuff that you eat and where you regularly go, you, we think you should really try this new restaurant. And I think that's huge for, um, for, for like for local business. I don't think that's just, um, it's not just restaurants, but normally, you know, local marketing, you're trying to rank, you have that term where it's, I want to rank for deli sandwiches in this city and you're doing everything there. Um, now I think this will also help your reviews be more positive because there's places where and you probably have had that happen. It's, it's a 4.5 star restaurant and you eat there and you're just like, I don't know. It wasn't that great. And you might give it a three star review. That doesn't necessarily mean the food was bad. It just means that you uh, aren't that type of person that likes that meal. And so something like this might prevent you from going to that restaurant in the first place. It, it takes you towards the places where you're likely to have a positive experience. And this might be that thing where you might start seeing less negative reviews because Google, assuming they're doing their job right, and a lot of people are using Google uh, search for this kind of stuff with Google Maps, it's just pushing those people away. So they're never going to step foot in your restaurant in the first place. So as a digital marketer, if you worked at a local restaurant and you wanted more people to show up, how would you manipulate the system to get more people to your shop? That was my next, That was my, that's a question. It's interesting. This AI stuff is really cool. Um, and as marketers, I feel like it's getting harder to manipulate because Google is just like three steps ahead. Now it's not like, Oh, people are searching this. Like they're getting so intelligent where it's information that's beyond anything that we can manipulate. I don't know. Now you got to start like trying to get people in the mood for, you got to go legit, man. Like, yeah, it's it's really what it's coming down to. Like we're just slowly hitting the area where it's like marketing is just having a good, product and a good experience yeah so your best move as a marketer is just to work for a company that does cool stuff (laughs) that's true yeah don't sell crappy products and and focus on customer experience i think we're going to see a a shift a slow shift we're already kind of seeing it where we're in it yeah the the marketing department spends a lot more time with the customer experience than they do on like let's just generate leads and stuff like that you're always going to have that but we're even noticing that with dev mountain where i'm noticing man, the amount of time that I could spend on like optimizing Facebook ads, if I spent that same time working with the like student success side and operations to make sure that the customer has a wonderful experience, they're going to go on and become an advocate. We're going to get a much bigger ROI out of spending time with that 
uh, optimizing that process than we are like optimizing our Facebook ads. But now you're stepping over, especially in a traditional company. It's like, that's not your role. Your role is to generate leads, rank us higher and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. It's morphing for sure. But yeah, Google has really set itself as like an AI company. And that's the, the big thing. I follow a lot of people on YouTube and even people who are like Apple fanboys to the T like everyone is just like, man, this makes Siri look really, really bad right now with how intelligent a Google assistant is. But I think Google has kind of that unfair advantage where they're the number they one browser. The they're the number one and number two search engine. That's something that Microsoft and Apple are never going to have. And so you're going to start seeing, I think this shift with Apple phones and Android phones where Apple is still always going to be like the, if you want quality hardware, great looking designs, a beautiful phone, you go with Apple. If you want a phone that's actually going to like make your life better and, and it's, it's smart and it's intelligent, then you're going to go with this. It may not be the highest uh, quality of, of hardware, but I think that's just where they've are really niching themselves. And it's, I don't know, it's an interesting take and uh, hmm. it's creepy, but it's cool. Yeah, it is. Same cool. time. But, uh, People, well, just, just as technology is shifting, our tolerance for technology will also shift. Yep. So it, it, it'll at some point be normal that that at some point, like no one's going to be making phone calls at all. It's just going to be robots talking to robots. Do you think marketers will be automated out of the jobs that we do today? Do you think they will exist by the time you're 50? Well, what exist? Like the, the, the typical marketing jobs you see now, SEO specialist, content marketing, social media. Do you see those jobs no, they're existing? Merging. Well, not as they exist today. They'll just merge into. I mean, marketing will always exist because right? you see all these all these fields being automated. I mean, you look at this uh, Google Duplex. I mean, if I'm sitting in a customer support department, it's not going to be long until. And actually, I had this thought. I wonder when I chat with Google if I'm actually chatting with a human being because they are always like overly nice to me and they're very like personalized. Like, when are you chatting with Google? Because everything I use, like whether it's support for my phone or like a project file or like a, a billing thing where I'm like checking like, hey, I need to cancel this. And it's like, oh, yeah. And like they're, they're super friendly. It's, oh, it's always like some name like Bill, whatever, Samantha. But like they'll say stuff like, oh, uh, like uh, hope you enjoy your Friday night. Like just like personal stuff where they'll mention the weather. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just uh, enjoying this uh, rainy weather. I start to – like now I'm like looking back like all these – all this time, were these just like super uh, highly intelligent, like chat bots that they're using? Like if anyone could do that, it'd be Google to where they can create a personalized chat experience for you. And you think that you're just chatting with like a super friendly American person who lives in your city. Like I just assume that they're in Provo because they're mentioning stuff that's going on in the area. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but um, stuff like this, like I, I think customer support anything that involves like call sales even like are we going to hit a point where an ai robot can do a better job at selling a product than you especially if that ai robot knows more about you like it can start connecting like oh i'm speaking with sean smith in the background it's just googling all this crap it's pulling in twitter stuff it now knows your political views uh what your recent rants are where you like to eat and now it's able to pull that stuff into a conversation that complaint you made three years ago in 2013 about the things you hate about this software. Did I say a date? 
They say 13. Yeah. Dude, that three years ago, 2013. I'm an idiot. But yeah, stuff like that. Like, isn't that crazy where... Yeah, I think I think you do kind of get into some weirdness there. Like, Google's already pretty sensitive about privacy. Yeah. And if, if people know they're being sold on things by basically being manipulated because this company has all this information about them, I don't think that'll fly. But who knows? When they opened up the the whole conversation of AI with talking about like health records and how doctors and, and hospitals don't have the manpower to analyze your entire medical history and like identify the trends and admittance and, and, and all the issues. Whereas AI can do that very quickly. I can see like uh, you signing over permission to do something like that. Yeah. For like medical reasons. Yeah. Plus they'd, they'd probably be bound by HIPAA anyway. Right. So even if it's an AI doing it, they couldn't disclose that to anyone else. Sure. I mean, you're, you're giving the hospital permission to view your records. Yeah. And so they're just saying, oh yeah, we, we built a, a robot that can automatically sift through. But they were saying like within like with like 70 or 80% accuracy, they're able to predict when a person's going to be like readmitted to a hospital, like, like 48 hours before a doctor. Basically we're kind of seeing like minority report coming true. Where it knows that you're going to have a heart attack in 48 hours. Uh, with more accuracy than a doctor does because it's able to analyze so much data so quickly. And it's just interesting how we're living in this world where robots are literally not only taking over jobs, but they are smarter than us. I don't know. It's just fascinating. They sound better than us. It sounds like sci-fi, but it's like, I think this conference, so many big things have happened and it's like coming to life and it's kind of hard to believe. Well, we need to move on. Can I get a transition to a uh, podium? Yeah. So Google offers amazing customer experience. They're super transparent. And I wish other companies were that transparent. There's some companies where they're not transparent. They don't list the sales price on their website, They that which means they generally charge high prices. They probably have shady tactics on their website. I don't know. What's a company like uh, Podium, maybe? <laughs> oh, weren't you saying something about Podium earlier? <laughs> that is... That's a really good transition, Brad. I like that. Thank you. So uh, I, I don't have as negative of a, a, a of an opinion. No, about I don't have that negative opinion. I it's, got respect for them. It's but. funny that you say the thing about pricing. I didn't. I like that didn't even occur to me. But it looks like at some See, point you looked into be, them. You work well. The graduates, the the owners were graduates of Dev Mountain of Podium, um, but you work in a company like a big corporate enterprise. Like money is not a concern. Well, money is a concern. It's just like... It's not as big. Yeah, I guess that's true. For me, like any software that's over like a hundred bucks, I'm like, eh, am I really going to get an ROI on it? And so I hate websites in 2018 that still do not list their pricing or I have to like sit through an hour phone call with a salesperson wasting their time and wasting my time only for me to realize, oh, you want 130 grand a year for me to use your software. No, thank you you could have just sent over the pricing beforehand to qualify me and say, do you even have budget for this? Yeah. I don't know. I hate it. Anyway, they need, they need some AI. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be real quick. Podium just went through a rebrand last week. They changed their colors. Their, their logo is the same, but their colors changed. Their websites changed. And I've been on this kick where I've been looking and researching dark patterns. We've talked about dark patterns on the show in the past. A dark pattern is a design element on a website that tricks people into doing something they otherwise would not do. Or 
it makes uh, they use elements that are like universally known to do one thing to do a different thing. One of the biggest examples of dark patterns uh, in recent history is Microsoft with Windows 8. You remember that? Yep. So when they released Windows 8, there was a pop-up that would come up and it would say, "Would you?" I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to upgrade to Windows 7?" And the little uh, X at the top right of that modal, that pop-up, what do you, what normally happens when you click on the X? You close out the you window. Close the window and well, go about your day. Well, Microsoft made it so if you click on the X, it actually initiates the download and upgrade to Windows 10. So that is considered a dark pattern. The X, that's which ex- normally... I feel like that's an extreme oh, that's version. A, oh, that's a huge extreme. But it does well in, in, in describing a, a, a design element that is universally known to close a window, tricks people into doing something they otherwise would not have done. So Podium, I've noticed, has not as drastic of a dark pattern. But if you go to their website, podium.com, you'll see the very first thing, there's a huge play button. It's not just a huge play button. It's pulsing. It's like drawing your attention, mm-hmm. right? So it's the play button. It just like it's like pulsing. It's like get big, small, big, small, big, small. And it's this pulsing thing. What do you think should happen if I click on this play button? I would expect the screen to go like full screen video or something, or some video, video pops up like I would watch the a video. Yeah, totally. I click on that button, and you know what happens? A form pops up. Mm. A form. You kind of see this on Facebook a lot where people will in the open graph, like thumbnail, they'll actually like Photoshop a, a play button in there and you expect it to play, but really it just takes you to the blog post because it's just part of the open graph. That's kind of like a dark pattern. Oh, it totally it, is. Yeah. So in clickbait, fact, I guess you see that a lot with, yeah, yeah. You can consider those dark patterns. It's an action that you thought was going to happen the, or an action that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So if it. if somebody at Podium is listening right now, you need to, you need to fix that because that is a total turnoff. But man. what if you go to the Podium offices and you bring that up, and then the guy's like, "Here, check this out. Second, we did this. We've seen a sixty percent increase in leads." Would you be like, "Oh, all right, yeah, keep doing it," or would you say, "You have a moral obligation to play that damn video because I am pissed and I drove all the way up here to tell you that." That's a, I, I, I'm glad you asked me that. Because uh, we kind of talked about that in the show. Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're creating a bad user experience for some, but if, in the grand scheme of things, if you're getting a higher lead rate or, or whatever, you're seeing the optimal results, do you stop doing it? Or do you let the leads roll in? I like to think that I would not do it. If this was happening on your team, you saw this dark pattern. You're like, hey, what the heck, man? We don't do this. And like, and like Jacob, look, we're seeing 60% increase in leads. Yeah, I 60%. That would be insane. What, I, feel like, want... I feel like we should be more realistic. Like 60%. Come on. Okay. Uh, 20%. I guess what the metric I would then look at is, okay, of that 20% increase, are we seeing an actual increase in closing? Like an actual sales? Because otherwise, are we just collecting a bunch of crap? email addresses. I don't know. Yeah. Here's the thing, man, is like there have been times. So a few weeks ago, we talked about breakage. You remember talking about breakage? Yep. I came in. I was like, hey, let's talk about breakage. And you're like, what's breakage? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because at Vivint, we designed a campaign that was specifically meant to create breakage. And I mentioned, I don't like that. I don't care if it works. I don't want to be associated with that. 
So this is similar. I don't want to be associated with dark patterns. I don't want to be associated with tricking people into doing something that they otherwise wouldn't do. Yep. I agree. Anyway, so I, I, I'm sticking to it. It's easy to get the one-time sale, but to get that lifelong, like, super happy customer. Yeah, you can't trick people into that. You got to have just good experience A play all button the time. plays videos. A yep. play button does not open a form. It's true. Anyway. So I didn't want to spend a lot of time with that. We're actually running way out of time. There's one last thing I want to I want to talk about, and that is cornhole. Ooh, do you like cornhole, Brandon? Uh, I mean, I like it, but I don't get crazy about it. I like it, but I mean, I don't like love it. Like if I'm a super bored in the backyard, I'll play cornhole. You got a cornhole board? No, but if I was at someone's backyard <laughs> and it's like, hey, you looking for something to do? I got you some cornhole. You can go throw here. this bag in that little hole over there. I'm like, sure. I started a cornhole league in Utah County. Mm. You knew that already, though. <laughs> I've never heard this before. <laughs> so I, I bring this up for a couple of reasons. One, you, got, I, you have a website? I got a website, championcornhole.com. Are people finding you? Uh, it's brand new. Like, have you actually looked for search volume? Like, are people searching cornhole in Utah? No, it's not a huge search volume. It's not a huge search volume. Um, You're probably going to get hit by salespeople soon. You know what? You're trying to transition into something here. <laughs> Just hold on to that for a second. So I, I bring up cornhole for for one one thing. It's a it's a it's another venture that I'm in and I'm excited about. Uh, I got into cornhole a few months ago and it's just like like I'm in love with. It. I made my own custom boards for myself. Uh, and uh, at work at Vivint, it's it's big. Everyone at Vivint, at least in my department, likes cornhole. We play cornhole. So Cole Reben and I, you know Cole. Cole and I started a league in Utah County. You can go to championcornhole.com. If you're interested in playing, you can you can uh, register. And for all below the fold listeners, you can use promo code below the fold one word, and you'll get fifty percent off registration. Used uh, Squarespace for this website. I did use Squarespace. What was your reasoning? Uh, Squarespace is um, it's just easy. I didn't want to spend a ton of time developing a website how much is it a month so i play i paid for a full year uh i paid just over 200 bucks for a year so it was about 20 does that include the domain it includes the domain so if you buy the domain which is 20 bucks and then you buy the professional plan which we did they get they give you a 20 dollar discount so the Hmm. domain is basically free it includes hosting it includes it all so it was just it was all it was just consolidated it was simple uh, Squarespace isn't my favorite, but it was just, it was easy. So, so we did Squarespace. So if you like cornhole, championcornhole.com, there is a reason, another reason why I brought this up. Uh, when we started our website, we, I, I created a Google voice that I could plaster all over the website so people could call if they wanted. And, uh, and I immediately got a voicemail from searchenginestartup.com. And I thought this was really interesting uh, because obviously they don't know I'm a digital marketer. They don't know that I have SEO experience. Uh, they don't know that Cole and I both like run the digital market. Uh, we run SEO organic of a, of a billion dollar company, right? Mm-hmm. They don't know this. And uh, I'm going to play this voicemail that they sent me. And then I want to just take a couple minutes to get your opinion on their sales tactic and uh, and then we'll just talk about it for a few minutes, and then we'll we'll close out the show. But here is uh, here's the voicemail. 
Hi, this is David with SearchEngineStartup.com, and we just received the information for your new website. And it does look like your website is now ready to be listed in the local and national search results. So you'll need to grab a pen, as the following message includes important information for listing your website. You have been issued a temporary promo code in order to have your website properly listed in the local and national search results. Your promo code is valid through this Friday and waives the setup fees. To use your promo code and ensure your website's proper listing, you'll need to go to www.searchenginestartup.com. Select from the local or national listing and then enter your promo code 4171 to complete your registration. The process takes less than five minutes to complete and it will ensure an increase in the visibility of your website. Congratulations on your new website and we look forward to receiving your registration and serving you. You know what's funny is I started typing in searchenginestartup.com and before I could finish .com, in my browser, I wasn't like doing this on Google, it put scam at the very end and that made me very nervous. So then I Googled it. I'm like, holy crap, there's a lot of uh, articles about this company. So what do you think about the voicemail? Um, obviously, it was a pre-recorded message. Pre-recorded. Goes out to everybody. I wonder yeah. if the promo code is the same, 4171 to everybody. Uh, my first thought was... Um, how did they like what I wonder what their process is, how the, the, do they just like follow like domains that get registered and then they just like shoot this out. I, I would guess that they I, I, that's that's how I would guess they do it is they monitor uh, websites that, that go out and then they crawl it for phone numbers. Um, so it's not the most effective, but at the same time, you think of the I don't know how many websites get launched every day, probably a lot. And how many of those are just like not super tech savvy business owners dude i bet it I works i would imagine this converts like crazy i bet it works and even though you'll ignore it and make fun of it most likely uh they don't care because they know that out of a thousand phone calls they're gonna get yeah and how much 10. does it cost them to make a phone call yeah so from from a marketing aspect i can see i don't know i i, I hate it because it's it is pretty crappy what's crappy about time, it what do you mean like like I mean, what it's, it's like, not personalized that's it no, listen to this, man. It says you have been issued a temporary promo code in order to have your website properly listed in the local and national search results. So I don't know if you can consider this a dark pattern, but yeah, they're definitely playing on the, they, they use the word properly, obviously. They're not saying like in order to be searched or to list on search. But if you're a, a business owner who doesn't, who's not familiar with SEO and stuff, you might assume that this is the path. What does that even mean, though? To have your website properly listed in local and national search results. Properly listed. They're basically saying, like, you could, like, your website's going to be listed no matter what, but are, is your website optimized? Like, are people going to find you? Like, you need the proper optimization to your website. They're tricking people. Yeah. They're making people think that this is part of the process for starting a new website, is yes. calling searchenginestartup.com. And how do they open the message? Hi, this is David with SearchEngineStartup.com, and we just received the information for your new website. So and that, it does look like your website is now ready to be listed in the local yeah. and national search results. I think that, though, that first sentence, that first two sentences there. We just received the information for your new website. It makes it sound like this is part of the process. I mean, I'm going through a home loan right now, or like going under contract, and I have so many people reaching out. Or even like when you get a loan from like a bank for like a car or something like that, because some of that information like hits public registries, you have agencies reach out and they kind of act like they're part of the process. Hey, I see your mortgage has just gotten started. Or, hey, I see your car loan is uh, totally. all approved. Totally. Uh, we just want to hop on the phone, make sure your interest rate's looking good. And you're just like, oh, okay. And really it's a sell to get you to move your loan over there. So yeah, it's very dis 
it's deceiving. Oh, totally. It pisses me off. But yeah, like that's the kind of crap that I would not want to be associated with. It works. They're taking. But would advantage- you want to be associated with? They're it? taking advantage of the ignorance of new websites. I mean, unless they're doing an awesome job. Like, does it change the story if this company actually is doing like amazing stuff? It's like, man, every single person that signs up with them is getting a killer deal. No, it doesn't. And they're getting results. It doesn't, it doesn't change it. I went to I don't their know website. If I agree, one hundred percent. I went to their website. I don't think they're doing a great job. Did you go to their off. website? Um, I started to, and then I went to just the go scan. to their website, man, uh, and tell me if you would work with them. It's searchenginestartup.com. Searchenginestartup.com. Upon registration, you'll huh. be submitted into oh, over yeah, two hundred and fifty search engines at least once per month. You'll be provided tools and resources to maximize the benefit of the t- submissions we perform. I don't even get that. You'll be submitted into over 250 search engines. They're submitting them. Don't search engines do their own indexing? Yeah, but you can technically submit. Like, I bet if I typed in submit site to Google, um, Google has an official box. In fact, you can do it straight from the search engine. Now, from the SERP, submit site to Google, boom. So basically, you're paying for them to go and do this. You know what this stupid thing is? This is just to get people to stop asking Google to do it. What do you think Google's going to do? You think they're going to they're prioritize your website and go crawl it right now rather than in two days from now when they normally would? <laughs> Probably not. Anyway. All right. So that's, uh, that's searenginestartup.com. They're losers. So Their website did you sucks. call? Did I call? No. Did I you use call. the promo code? <laughs> 4171. Yeah, if you're listening right now. Did you see what the price was? Like, is it something you just, like, pay with a credit card? No, I did. That was the first time I even went to the website. Mm. I'd be curious to know what they charge. Because I highly doubt you even hop on a call with a real person. It's probably just a big automated. Yeah. Like, there's probably some guy who hasn't even, like, touched this. And the only thing he does is on New Year's Day every year, he just logs on to his back end and changes it copyright 2017 to copyright 2018. (laughs) And then that's called watched, residual income right there. The money coming every day while he's sitting on the beach. That's right. Yeah. He's probably pretty rich too. I bet. All right. So uh, we're out of time. It was a fun episode. That was a fun episode. It went by pretty fast. Uh, it's that Google IO Google IO they man. I have one of those every week. Yeah. So, so remember Google duplex, Google lens. Those are the top uh, kind of talked about items from this Google IO, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, don't, don't mess with dark patterns. Don't be a loser. Okay, mm. like like some people are, uh, and then cornhole. If you like cornhole, go to championcornhole.com. We're starting a league. It starts in July. We're gonna have prizes every week. The grand prize is gonna be amazing. Uh, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. We've got a lot of sponsors. Dev Mountain is a sponsor. Ninety Seven Floors is a sponsor. Uh, we've got uh, DP Cheesesteaks is a sponsor. So Delicious is doing some sponsoring there. So we've got some really good sponsors. Uh, check out our website. And there you go. What's the promo code again? Promo code is below the fold. 50% off registration. Dang. Okay. If you've enjoyed this episode, we invite you to leave a review on iTunes. You can reach out. We've got an email address. It's below the fold. No, it's not. It's inbound at below the (laughs) fold.io. Alternatively, you can tweet at us. Our handle is below the fold IO. And that's it. Until next week, we'll catch you below the fold. Now, let's go play some cornhole. Hell yeah.